This is Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Crystal Mepiaka, and I'm here with Lane Fargo. Hello. And Wendy Hurd. Hello. So it's been a while, bitches. How are you? Oh my god, it's um, been forever. It's so been long. too long. Although I just saw Wendy in person uh, like a week ago. I was in LA and I got to do her book launch event for the Kill Club with her at Book Soup in West Hollywood, which was amazing. The Ooh. event was amazing and Lane loved downtown Los Angeles. She had so <laughs> much fun. Scenic, beautiful, peaceful downtown Los Angeles. That <laughs> <laughs> was my first time ever in LA and it was it was really interesting. Um, I liked some parts of it more than more than others. <laughs> <laughs> downtown of course being my favorite obviously Lane um, told me she would not have felt prepared for LA having watched LA on TV but she felt prepared for LA after reading the Kill Club <laughs> yes <laughs> that's accurate um, but no one syringed me in the back so yay <laughs> success how did you survive the sunshine um, it wasn't that bad actually. I have mm. fancy Korean sunscreen that's like SPF one million. Oh, okay, um, good. and that really helps. But I didn't even get sunburned. And but Wendy did not make me the parasol hat that I was fucking I promised. Wendy. Where is it? <laughs> Would it help you to know that I really searched for it? Like I searched for the parasol, the goth umbrella parasol hat. I found a lot of goth umbrellas, but no parasol hats. And I think it was something that you would have had to make yourself if you loved yeah. me that much. But I guess you don't. I mean, talk about a million dollar idea, though. Like <laughs> the goth parasol hat. Yeah. Like, let's make this happen. Everyone listening is like, what about just a hat? Like, just. <laughs> <laughs> I did almost bring I have a baseball, like a black baseball cap that says go away on the back. Oh, nice. I almost brought that, but it messes up my hair and I wanted to look cute for you. So, you know. Aww, you did. <laughs> We had a great time. We went on a murder bus tour, learned all about various murders and scandals in L.A. Um, it was all do? just women's boyfriends murdering them. Yeah, Same pretty as much. anywhere else. Tales all this time. Yep. Um, we went to a burlesque show. Oh, yeah. I got I was like I took Lane to a Latin jazz and burlesque show at like this underground place in Silver Lake. And I really felt like I had done a good job. You did. That was incredible. So yeah, it was a good time. Uh, now I'm back in the freezing cold of Chicago, but next week oh. I'm going to San Francisco. So I'm just going to keep going to California until winter is over, basically. Why didn't you stay in California? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. So Kristen, what are you up to? Um, well, I am here in the freezing Midwest as well. It is extraordinarily cold here. Um, I just got back last night from New York City where I had gone for a fancy board meeting for a writer's organization mm. and I have a semi-related story to share I feel like this podcast is really the, the only place where you, you will understand the pain of this so <laughs> um, I took over as the chapter president for this organization this year and um, the first you know we sent out a, a newsletter for the month and it included a little letter from me like I'm the new president. And I happened to say in the letter that this was the first newsletter of the new decade. Um, mm. And within moments of it sending, a, a, a man, a, oh a nice old white gentleman, sent me an email to say, Dear President Lipienko, which is not my name. <laughs> <laughs> Dear President Lipienko, it is not 
the first newsletter of a new decade. This year is the last year of the previous decade, not the first Ugh. year. Wait, what? Of the next decade. Wait, I'm confused. So, I have seen this nonsense argument on the interwebs, <sighs> and people are sort of claiming that like the decade goes from like one to ten, not zero to nine. But it's like uh. it's absurd to say 2020 is part of the 2010s and 2030 is part of the 2020s. Like. That's yeah. n- utterly nonsense. You know what this reminds me of, like a lot, is that we sometimes ask ourselves, what would we do with all the time we would have if we didn't spend our days like analyzing everything wrong with our appearance and wondering <laughs> if we had constantly said the wrong thing? Yeah. And this is what we would do. We would harass women on the internet that they had used the wrong word for decade. Yes. So, I mean, I I disagree with his theory I think it's nonsense but even if he had been correct it's just like the very fact that he was like you know what I'm gonna tell her (laughs) I just like explaining space and time to you that's yes it was it was wonderful and I was like oh okay I see how this is gonna go (laughs) at least he called you by your title yeah and he got my name totally right (laughs) there's a book called men explain things to me and I feel like we need to like have this book in our email signature or something like yeah <laughs> it was like wow okay thanks buddy thank you <laughs> mr lepianco thanks you you should yes. have just written back with just that like the more you know the like gif of that <laughs> like nothing else <laughs> i should have. you're so smart <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like in general, like it would be a good policy, like, you know, before someone sends an email, you should like, you should pause for a second and search your heart and really evaluate, like, what do I hope to get out of this? And if what you hope to get is someone to write back and say, oh, you're right. You're the most smartest and the most correct and the best (laughs) and the most handsome. If that's what you want, like, just don't fucking send it. That's my idea. (laughs) So I think he's just hoping for a good old fashioned. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. How do you know so many things? How do you know so many (laughs) things? You're so smart. Well, Uh, (laughs) and I feel there's very little danger of him listening to this podcast. So (laughs) I think we're probably safe. (laughs) I got my favorite bad review today. I got the best bad review of my life today. That was a pretty good bad review. Tell the people. Tell the people what it said. Okay, so this is about the Kill Club, which has a gay main character, and the review says, I did not like the lesbian element to the story, a part of the plot that seemed to be just thrown in to appease the gay community and not at all necessary. <laughs> appease? <laughs> appease. I, my question being, did you, did you feel appeased, uh, the fact that I put a gay character in a book? Did you feel like, thank God. Well, I'm, I'm curious, like, such an interesting word choice like where was the gay community just beating down your door demanding yes, such the lesbian things. mafia actually they had me at gunpoint and they were like if you don't write a gay main character that's it no hummus will ever come into this house again <laughs> i felt deeply appeased in every way oh, people are just so special aren't they <laughs> was that review from a man or a woman could you tell um I guessed, I think, woman. Okay. Mm. I was going to say, we're in a new decade, but people are still up to their old Are bullshit. we, though? Are we? Are we, are we? What did we already learn from that helpful gentleman? <laughs> it's 
Not a new decade for another year, despite what common sense in the entire world might say. (laughs) Just learning so much today. Yes, so, (laughs) so much. Well, this is going to be a pretty short little episode. We just wanted to give you guys an update on what we've been up to and also um, a little change in format to the podcast that's coming this year. So, Kristen, Wendy, do you guys want to... Go ahead, Kristen. You explain okay. things so well, despite the fact that you don't know anything about I don't years. Know, I don't know anything about how time works, so Lord only knows what's about to happen. I um, forgot all the things I knew, though, so I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to be introducing kind of a new, what would you call it, a framework, a structure for our podcast episodes. We are going to be exploring... Um, archetypes in fiction Um, sort of the the characters that you see over and over again sometimes they're used well sometimes they're not there's just you know these types of women that we're constantly shown and so we want to talk about like these specific types you know women like the femme fatale I think that's a really recognizable uh, archetype then there's also you know the mean girl Um, so that's kind of another type of character that you see often and we just want to talk about anything good bad and different about that and we really want to explore that through the lens of existing pop culture but continue to talk about brand new books too because everybody loves new books yeah so we'll be featuring one archetype per month um, and then we'll be doing interviews with authors who write characters who are related to that archetype and just really doing a deep dive um, of some of our favorite examples and also like poor examples that we've seen. (laughs) I think this just came about because as we've been doing this podcast for over a year now, which is hard to believe, time flies, um, we've just noticed these patterns, these like same types of characters that are coming up over and over again. And I think in fiction in general, like as authors, we're always writing to or against types in a way like there are these sort of stock character types that we're all in conversation with as writers um so yeah thought we'd do a little deep dive into that as it relates to unlikable female characters you know what i find really interesting about archetypes is that i feel like um when there's an archetype actively at use in popular culture in books and in movies i feel like people in real life will start casting people into archetypes that they've seen in books and movies. So like, Mm. you know, I think it's interesting to, to look at the archetypes that we see in fiction and notice how having this archetype at play in popular culture has made people cast real people in their lives into that role. Does that make sense? It does actually. It's sort of like archetypes are like the Buzzfeed quiz of, um, characters like you know are you a carrie or a samantha like those are right at I'm their Miranda, heart excuse you <laughs> <laughs> yes you are lane <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> those are like um that's the idea like i mean people see characters and it's sort of like uh when something is having its moment in vogue like it's very easy to see ways in which real people are or are not like that. And that's really based on the same kind of idea. And I think fiction can challenge our perception of some of these types of people. Like the mean girl is a really good example. I mean, we've all seen 
movies and TV shows and read books where there was just kind of that stock character who's like the bitchy popular girl and she doesn't have any depth. And then I've also encountered pop culture where you really get to know this person and like the humanity behind the mean exterior. And um, then I think it might give you more empathy for people in your life who might fit into that type. So yeah, it's like a really powerful thing that's sort of underlying all stories and our interactions with real people. Yes. I had this one where I don't, I feel like there was a period of time when the archetype of the sexy librarian or like the librarian who took her hair down. So there was like a, <laughs> a glasses wearing brunette who would show up in a lot of places and she would take her hair down and turn into a sexy person. And there was a while where I could not go anywhere without some dude being like, take your hair down. It was sexy. I've always wanted to, you know, fuck a sexy librarian. Like I couldn't go anywhere without hearing about, without hearing the words sexy librarian. And then it kind of went away, like kind of faded from popular culture a little bit. And I haven't heard that, you know, so it's interesting, right? Still very present in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) You're an actual librarian. That's true. Yeah. So like every morning I get up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, how can I look like a sexy librarian today? <laughs> it wasn't always a compliment. It was like, it was always like, I kind of have, it's like, have you ever heard the term curiosity fuck? Like I've always wanted to curiosity <laughs> fuck a hot libra- librarian. It was kind of like that. I have not, but I'm going to no. use that all the time now. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, oh, wow, you know, you're beautiful, just like a sexy librarian. It wasn't complimentary like that. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one, though, because it's like this archetype of the stern, serious, intellectual woman. But like underneath, she's like DTF. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. We've got uh, a couple archetypes ready to go for the next few months. But we would love to hear from our listeners if there are certain types of characters you are interested in listening to us discuss favorites of yours or um, ones that you hate even that could be fun yes I think hate is even better yeah <laughs> <laughs> like our, our first one we're going to do uh, the mean girl right mm-hmm. yes so I want to hear from people who are your favorite and least favorite mean girl characters or real life mean girls yeah real life <laughs> yes, ones too real life mean girls also works do you guys have a favorite I guess we should save it for the next episode. I but I mean, should. the one that comes to mind, which is she's honestly like probably too obvious even to talk about in this episode, is Regina George. Yeah, I mean, of that is like the classic. The classic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably talk about Regina. Yeah. Like, how can you not? How yeah, I mean, like, like sh- the eponymous mean girl, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. For me, it's uh, Heather and Heather's. Mm. Which one? The main Heather, you know, the first <laughs> Heather. Yeah, yeah. The, fr- the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Heather Prime. <laughs> the one. And then there's like, of course, the iconic line, like, why do you have to be such a mega bitch, Heather? Because I can be. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Yes. I um, would say that Amy March from Little Women is a little bit of a mean girl. And I think something that's really interesting about the new Little Women is that she is given more depth hmm. than some past depictions of her. So uh, I think that's kind of fun um, to be able to like reimagine a character still mean, but also she's got layers. So she is, I don't know, I've always been kind of a defender of Amy. Um, and I loved the new movie because so good. The, yeah, I mean, the, the things that 
Greta Gerwig does with the timeline. It's so mm-hmm. fascinating because it's like she didn't change anything that Amy does or says, really. She just shows it in a different light because she's showing things yes. out of order. And you're seeing her as a more mature young woman, like originally. And then you see her as a little girl, like burning Joe's manuscript and everything. <laughs> but it's a little right. more yeah. in context. And you see her ambition and drive and like all of those things that we love um yeah i'm a huge huge fan of amy i think she's my favorite <laughs> my favorite march sister you know i think it's interesting about mean a mean girl character is like oftentimes they're cast across from this character who's the main character the sympathetic character but that character is always a little bit to me like of a jim from the office where like there's this one time where jim uh, has a has a boss that hates him when Idris Elba comes on and hates Jim and Dwight goes oh the new boss does not think Jim is adorable and I always reminds me of like the mean girl's always that person who's like oh you know look someone doesn't find our quirky main character who's actually kind of a narcissist and <laughs> steps all over all the people around them but in a nice way to where nobody can ever fault them for it adorable you know <laughs> like yeah. the truth teller in a way yeah, yeah. it's gonna be lots to talk about it's very Cannot exciting Jim from The Office is kind of a sociopath, right? Like, can we all he agree? He is. <laughs> He's the worst. I could go on about that. <laughs> That's a whole other whole emotional other abuse of Pam. She would, she was done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we will be kicking off these episodes on February twelfth. So we hope you will stay tuned and yeah, please hit us up on social media or um, email, or whatever, if you have suggestions for uh, what we should talk about. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Yes. That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, And we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.